Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to be here with David Fisher, who is the owner. I got to say that I love the name of Rockstar Consulting. He is the rock star in Rockstar Consulting. Um, when I put this series together, wanted to do some interviews for the audience on how do you become the person you need to become. You are so one of the first people I thought of because I... I don't remember who introduced us. I just remember that I met you a few years ago back in the world of getting to meet in person and what would have been a 30 minute networking situation for anyone else turned into at least two hours of conversation. And then I think we left because it would have been rude to like blow off the people we were meeting with later in the day. I think that's exactly right. (laughs) Right? And I think... What I love about your message is that mixture of online influencer and personal connection. I think there is unfortunately such a huge disconnect of people who think you only have to do one or the other, or people who have convinced themselves you can only be this or that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love the fact that you right front and center merge those two things. So Without any further ado, why don't you give people an idea a little bit more about what you actually do and who you do it for? That's a wonderful question. I, you know, I get to try to figure that out every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you know, I started Rockstar Consulting almost 15 years ago, and my background was in sales, um, in the direct sales. Uh, actually, if uh, any of your listeners know a college kid who came over and sold Cutco knives in their oh, kitchen, wow. I got my start. And uh, also ran the Chicago office. So I had a ton of experience training and developing and coaching salespeople. So when I went into the professional development world and started Rockstar, I was like, I'm gonna be a business coach. And so I, I started doing that. I still do that to this day. But kind of to your point, I had no idea how to really market. I had no idea. I didn't really have a budget or anything. But uh, I knew that I could talk to people. And so networking for me became kind of the lifeline that I had as a new business owner to like, just start talking to people and sharing what I was doing. And kind of that combination of networking and uh, a comfort in selling and selling myself. And then even, you know, to your point about combining the two, like I was an early LinkedIn adopter and I just, I didn't look at it as something different. I was just like, oh, here's another way that I can engage with people. And it's allowed me to, to build a, a business and a career that spans. Uh, I've, I, I'm an author. I've written nine books. I, you know, speak. I used to be speaking on stages. Now it's <laughs> virtual. <laughs> Someday it'll be on a stage again. 
doing business coaching, working with people around sometimes specific uh, social media and especially LinkedIn personal branding uh, questions all the way to running a small business or running a sales organization. I get to kind of do a lot of different things, uh, which is a lot of fun. I run a podcast as well, Beer Beats and Business. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of what I do and how I got here. Kind of what you do. <laughs> so the first thing that comes to mind as I'm listening to you tell your story is you're, I was good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. And I have that same ability. I, I said one of the best things my mother ever did for me was make me order my own food at the restaurant since I was a little kid. Look the person in the eye, look the waiter in the eye, tell them what you want and answer their questions. Um, So there are some of us that it comes natural to, but keeping to our theme of who do you have to be in order to succeed? Hmm. What do you tell your clients? Because I'm sure you come across this who don't have that natural ability to walk into a room of a hundred people and just be okay. Yeah. What I tell them is it's not a natural ability. I'm an introvert <laughs> and uh, I'm an introvert with highly developed social skills, as, as I say. And, and I say that somewhat jokingly, but also somewhat not because a skill is something that can be developed. Um, it, is, it is not a innate, you have it or you don't. Yes, there's definitely people who are more comfortable kind of naturally who, you know, you know, the kid who would be fine with just going up to anybody making new friends. And some of us were a little more quiet, but it is a skill. And that's kind of what I tell people. Um, in, in fact, as an early salesperson, the bet, one of the best pieces of advice that I got from a, an early mentor was not about talking, was about shutting up <laughs> and learning to listen. And I really, um, it, it served me in such good stead learning how to, ask questions and just be interested in people. Um, I've actually had people call me a fantastic conversationalist and I didn't say almost anything. I just took an interest in that person. Um, and, And that's actually something that comes up a lot. You were saying in my client work where it's take the skills you have, recognize where, um, it, maybe if you're not super comfortable going into that room of a hundred people, great, have a conversation with one person. But, but if you're still going, well, that's something I'm not super comfortable with, then great. Growth comes in the, uh, in the non-comfort, the discomfort zone. So you do have to kind of recognize where, okay, there's some growth I have to be involved in. But you can still be yourself, I guess, is, is at the same time. I don't think it's about being fake, being uh, disingenuous. You always be true to yourself. As I said, I'm, a, I'm an introverted nerd. And at the same time, I have... I've built the skills and the capacity to, to deal with a lot of people and to stand on stages. And um, if I can do it, anybody can do it. So what was the inspiration in that? What was the driving force? Cause I absolutely agree with you. Um, I'm a big fan of taking whatever your natural abilities mm-hmm. are and then enhancing them through learning and practicing. What was your inspiration then as an introvert to push yourself out of your comfort zone Yeah. You know, it all goes back to childhood, right? And um, I think I even at a young age still liked people and and I've always enjoyed people. Um, I just, uh, I think was actually very fortunate to learn at a a young age that I'm also kind of sometimes drained by people. Uh, I come from a big family. 
Um, so I had that experience of like knowing, okay, I'm gonna go in my room now and just read for a while. And again, that level of awareness, I don't think I did that on purpose, but it really kind of was helpful. And then moving into, you know, running a sales company and, and knowing, uh, I actually worked with a coach early on, which kind of just helped me be aware of like, wow, I'm really good in this situation. I'm not so good in this. And then this is super draining for me. How do I maybe go, okay, I need, if I'm going to be in that draining situation, I need to take care of myself a little bit, or I need to kind of find that balance. And when I had that awareness, then I was able to go, okay, cool. Like how do I then get to the next level? You know, how do I, um, you know, I, I think also what helped me is I do kind of have an inner ham. Uh, again, going back to being in a big family, you got to get attention somehow. Right, so right. I play in a band for a long time. Um, that kind of gave me a place that was safe on stage because there's other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could still kind of get out there and do my thing as well. And, and so all of those, I think, kind of fed in. I mean, uh, one thing I tell people a lot is there's not just one thing. Like we live in a very interconnected world. We live as people that were very complex. So try to find as much um, inspiration, motivation, as many tools as possible to get you to move where you want to go. Nice. And what I like about the stories you're telling about what you've done and what you teach is it's an openness, you know, being open to a coach, recognizing, being able to kind of Mm self-assess instead of thinking, you know, everything just kind of what's working, what's not working. What do I, what, what do I got and what do I do with it? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I think one of the, and I can't say where this came from because Actually, no, I can tell you where this came from. I was a very successful salesperson. That's how I pay my way through school. I sell those Cutco knives. And then I went into running my running their office in Chicago, which was basically it's an independent contractor. I had at anywhere from 30 to 100 salespeople working for me. And in the beginning, I was awful. <laughs> I was so, there's kind of a trope in sales where good salespeople are bad sales managers. 100% accurate. Um and it kind of pummeled me, my, and it pummeled my ego for sure. I developed a very healthy ego. At that point, I've been very successful. At one point, I was number six in the company. Like okay. I had some, some great you know, um, achievements. And I think that <laughs> sometimes just getting beat up, and, and people have a choice. I think you either have a choice of getting beat up and just getting bitter and writing things off. But I, I was very fortunate. I had some, some mentors, some people around me who really, they care about me as a person and they care about me as a young professional. And they're like, okay, David, you're, you, this is what you're doing wrong. And, and it was probably a three-year process, but that's why now I, I, I even to this day, I'll be like, yeah, I'm bad at that. <laughs> I, I know what it feels like. And I'm, I, you know, okay. I love it. I love it. I, I love nothing more. I, to me, it was one of the biggest compliments I ever got was one of my coaches who's a big, like fancy known person looked at me and said, the thing I love about you is how much you're willing to stand up there and say, look at how I screwed this all up. Don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, you know, that it's actually much more challenging uh, with the environment that we're in right now, uh, there's a, a great saying that I'm going to paraphrase and butcher. I don't even remember who said it, but you know, especially with social media, we tend to compare uh, our our um, making of documentary with somebody's highlight reel, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, I forget who said that, but um, 
what I've really come to know, and I've, I've gotten a chance to meet a lot of very successful people as peers, as clients, which has been great, but I, I've really learned that there's a correlation between how much you screw up and how much you succeed. And if you, th you take anybody in any industry that you admire, I guarantee you that you just aren't looking at all the things they screwed up and all the failures they had. It's, it's kind of a trope that's easy for us to dismiss, but you got to remember that. And, and I, heck, I remember, I remember that every day because I make mistakes all the time and I fail at things all the time. I, can, I tell my clients, I'm like, let me tell you about the list of products and services that I have tried over 15 years that got me nowhere. <laughs> well, but I think that's also a really big lesson, you know, as far as who do you have to be? It's someone who you can't fail if you're not taking the risks. Right. Right. If you're not, it's, it's, you wouldn't have failed if you didn't try. So you've got to be that person who takes the risks and tries and then yep. looks at the failure as data points, not mm -hmm. shame. And a little bit of shame sometimes helps not repeat the mistake. Right. But, so one of the things that I'm thinking about as I'm listening to you is yes, you were in sales, which isn't quite the same as a corporate job because you were out there making your own paycheck. Right. But it was not you that you were selling. It was a product. Mm -hmm. So there is a different, how did you make it? So it's still a leap. In my opinion, that oh, is still 100%. a leap. So what was that like? And how did you decide, all right, I'm really, really good at this and we're abandoning it all to try something new. Yeah, it was time. So I, I, I think in our lives, we also realize where we've kind of gotten as far as we can go. A lot of times we try to ignore that voice, um, right? And, and, you know, at that point I was in my late 20s. I started, you know, with the company, you know, I was, when I was 20. So like, I think part of it was like, um, wanting to grow and wanting to put myself in some new environments. Um, actually, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that probably propelled me. I was like, there is a growth desire here. Like, I think you can, you sometimes realize I'm in this pond and I've gotten to the, uh, the size of the pond, not even necessarily as far as success or anything like that. But I was like, now I got to put myself in a new environment. I mean, one thing that I tell people all the time is get yourself around new people and new perspectives. Um, yes. that's what I love about networking. Cause just meet people. I'm like, wow, that's just a different way of looking at things. And you know, that can be such a learning and uh, opportunity. And, and for hanging a shingle, I, it's interesting. I was like, I'm a really good salesperson and I was looking for something that I was confident in selling and I couldn't find it. Cause I think you have to be confident in what you sell. And I was like, but I have, you know, all this experience helping people be more successful in sales. And, 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 you know, I learned some entrepreneurial skills. I was like, I can be confident in me. And so that's, that's kind of how, that was the genesis of Rockstar Consulting. I'm like, I want to sell people not only on me, but on themselves, right? Because that's kind of how I look at kind of the coaching uh, process uh, is it's really, you know, I don't have people's answers. They have their own. I just want to like use the sales influencing model to be like, believe, buy from you. <laughs> you just said, this is your answer. Listen to yourself, right? Nice. So what do you, tell me something about like, like the biggest obstacle in getting that kind of, you know, we chatted a little before I hit the record button and we were, mm -hmm. were saying about it in a very joking manner about 
being able to sit at a table of your peers in your industry and share the absolute horror stories. You know, we don't, nobody sits there and brags about their successes. We all share the absolute horror stories. Um, but that is where we learn the lessons. Yeah, I, I think the biggest, so this goes back even to what I was sharing with you uh, about the challenges I had going into kind of management and, and leadership and, and, and really struggling. I don't think that definitely our society, unfortunately, but even as, as individuals, we don't pay attention to how hard it is to deal with adversity. Um, that's a different way to say it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what we're doing though, right? Like if you're getting pummeled, if you're at the low end, um, man, I suck at this. This is horrible. Everybody else is doing better. Cause now I just went to my Facebook feed and everybody's six. Oh, look at this vacation. At least we don't have that anymore. No one's posting. <laughs> yeah. There was on vacation, right? Well, now we get the people who post like their, their, their fantastic work from home office. And you're like looking at your stack of laundry and your kids like running around. Uh, but yeah, that's a different way to view it. Credit for just dealing with it. But when you can acknowledge that, I, I will say that I think one of the skills that I have had for maybe a lot longer than I recognize, but have definitely developed and honed for almost two decades now is kind of this core of confidence in myself. And I, I'm almost optimism. Like, I guess I'm always like, okay, it, it, we're going to move forward, Right. I'm going to move forward from this place. This isn't going how I want to, but okay. Like even as we deal with the pandemic, I mean, it's a, it's challenging for everybody. I would never, like I was sharing with somebody the other day, it's a, this is a crap show. Use different words, right? (laughs) But everybody's got their own crap show they're working with. I prefer mine to many. I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways, but it's still hard. But I'm like, we're just going to keep moving through it because that's the only option. And so I, I often tell people who want to go on their own, I'm like, whatever you can do to develop that skill. A- Angela Duckworth called it grit. I think there's some, some value in what, in what she was talking about, but it's, it's almost, whether you wanted to call it optimism, determination, resolve, perseverance, persistence, persistence, and acknowledging that it sucks. Like that's one thing that I personally don't like a, about a lot of the language that's used kind of in self-help or, you know, uh, yeah, kind of the bro marketers like, hey, it's it's all going to be good. Just be like, no, this sucks. Something I mean, I've had that conversation with clients. I'm like, they'll tell me something that's going on. I'm like, yeah, that's awful. You know, oh, your 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 key employee just quit out of the blue. No, that's <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. I think one of that goes to one of my favorite quotes is, um, and I much like you, I've turned into my mother where I can't quote something accurately to save my life and i don't know who said it but courage doesn't always roar sometimes it's a tiny voice that says i'll try again tomorrow yeah and that's and that's exactly right it's like you just have to try again and that is a, a a capability that's a capacity i think that's almost a skill and so that's why i say like whatever that means whether that is literally like a self-awareness, uh, developing self-awareness tools. I've used mindfulness and meditation to, if I use it personally, but use it with clients to even sometimes help develop perspective. It, it all, there's so many different things that can allow us to move, to acknowledge the moment and pass through it. Again, whatever framework works for you, cool. But you have to be able to do that. 
Because and you have I, to be able to say, this sucks, but I'm going to keep going. I, that's so funny that you said this because I literally just did this post for me in a mastermind that I'm in. Um, I tend to like to look at things with humor, especially mm -hmm. my own complete dissolution of you know, right, right. solving of what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, I talked about going down a shame spiral, but it only works if you say it in the voice of Cher from Clueless. <laughs> you know, it's a complete oh my God. <laughs> That's, yeah. But yeah, it's just saying, no, I was in a complete shame spiral. Which, and, and even just acknowledging that, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many ways to go, hey, um, you know, give yourself five minutes to be pissed and then move on. You know, I, I have a practice. I've been studying Zen Buddhism for a long time. And like that kind of a lot has allowed me to have some distance between things like just going, I said, that sucks, but that's not reality. You know, or, you know, somebody says something negative, you know, hey, that's your truth. <laughs> I don't have to accept it. Like I can validate that you feel that way. And I think, you know, you're wrong. That's cool. Well, and it sounds like what you're talking about is a mixture between the reality and the ability to acknowledge, but not to mire in it. Yeah. That, I, tell, I, mean, that, I tell people that when we're talking about marketing language, tickle the pain, don't drown people in it. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> even in our own lives, I mean, we all know the person who just, you're like, okay, if I call them and ask them how they are, I'm going to get a five minutes, like everything's horrible. And, and hey, there's a lot of people who have the legit challenges. And then there's people who I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Or, you know, if you, you, you complain about your job every time we talk, get a new job. In, in doing, I feel the kind of work, especially as a, a solo professional, an entrepreneur, somebody who is kind of, I said, like, it's not a normal static corporate job the mental game way more important than the practical game. And yes, you have to have the skills to do the job, to deliver what you want, to do the marketing, to do the messaging, to make sure you're balancing your books, all that stuff. But this is, this is a mental game. I think that's why we, we like a lot of sports, even though I think sports uh, tends to be a very just narrow slice of what life really is. We, we like looking at somebody who's in a pressure situation and realizing it's not your skill in shooting a free throw. It's can you shoot the free throw in game seven, win the championships when it's, it's all inside. And we like to see people succeed in that place. And so well, if I, we can turn that inward, it's powerful. Well, and I like the way you're phrasing that because it really is a way, almost a tool. And I'll age myself by saying this, but what would Michael do? You know, yeah. we're from Chicago. What would Michael do? Exactly. Um, one of the, you know, almost as a muse, as inspiration for catching yourself in a situation. One of the stories I tell myself all the time, if that 14-year-old kid can get up on stage at The Voice, I can, <laughs> I can do this. Right. <laughs> right. right. Or even just, you know, I have a young son. They, they you know, children haven't developed some of the, the mental uh, framework that prevents them from moving forward. So they, they don't, they don't look at a failure as a failure. They just go, I mean, it gets overused a little bit, but watching a kid learn to walk is hilarious. Um, as long as they don't hurt themselves, cause it's boom, boom, boom. You know, we call my son the drunk alien. Um, but 
if, if you can kind of be able to live in the world where you do have the mental framework to realize that there's shame, there's defeat, there's pain and anger and fear and still go, well, okay, you know, I'm, I, I just lost a big client. Holy cow. What does that mean for my business? Okay. Well, I'm going to freak out for five minutes and then, I, and then I'm going to go, what does that mean? What do I have to do differently? Th- those, those skills, uh, they translate well beyond business, but you have to give me a mentally tough person, a me- an emotionally secure person. They're going to be a great uh, entrepreneur, even if they have to learn the business from the ground up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to shift gears on you before. Sure. We- Why not? scare the crap out of everybody. <laughs> right. Well, we don't have to scare them because everybody you're dealing with is, this is life. Right. I mean, for me, it's, okay. it's fun. And maybe there's something wrong with me, but I love this stuff. You know, I, I, so, which kind of leads me to, I was going to ask you, what are you most proud of? What are you most proud what of? What am I most proud of? With what you've created? Because to me, and maybe it was just a lack of frame of reference, but you jumped in your own thing way earlier in life than I did during a time when it was still, especially here in the Midwest, where we all just get a job and stick with it, you know. Um, <laughs> but you did it a little earlier than I think was normal. I understand younger mm-hmm. generations, they grew up thinking this is all right. Like this is an actual option. Entrepreneurism is an actual option. Sure. My dad was a cop. My mother was a hairdresser. This was not an option. <laughs> my dad worked for the post office. So yeah. <laughs> right. So you jumped in early. Yeah. Um, age wise and just generationally. So what do you, so I'm proud of you for that, but what are you doing? So there you for whatever hey, that. <laughs> I'll take any, any positive vibes. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, what am I proud of? Um, you know, kind of from a, a selfish point of view, you know, I'm, I'm proud that we're, you know, I'm still around 15 years later doing this. Um, you know, I, I tell new, especially new uh, business owners all the time, survival is the win. You know, again, we, we think we have to have a unicorn and be Facebook or something like that. But if you can kind of be engaged in your life, engage in your work, pay the bills, and hopefully then some, that's the win. And, you know, I've been able to kind of make my own path for 15 years. And sometimes it's been awesome. Sometimes it's horrible, but we're still here. And, and you know, that I think kind of like for the internal me is, is something I'm, I'm proud of because nobody can take that away, right? You know, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like an education. Nobody can ever take, they might say that my business isn't big enough or I didn't do this or didn't do that, but I'm like, hey, dude, I'm still here. Um, and, and, and besides that, I, I mean, it's, I am proud of the fact that I've been able to kind of influence people in little ways, um, you know, whether they're a coaching client of mine, somebody who read a book, um, you know, I, I, somebody who's in an audience at a speaking engagement. And, and a lot of times it's, it's not like I'm trying to make big, huge impacts on people. That's nice. But I know that even if I can just make like, you know, the little tweak, the little 1% change, I mean, that's, that's kind of my goal. And, and, and I've, I've gotten feedback, you know, I've had people come back years later and say, Hey, you said this one thing that of course I don't remember ever remember saying it, but they go, you said that one thing and I it meant that I went and did this. And then I tried that and it got me to hear, thank you. I mean, Hey, that's all I can, I can really hope for. So that's awesome. Two big things. So if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, we will put this all in the show notes, but why don't you do a better job than I will of, uh, telling folks how to get a hold of you and, and 
free offer links, you name it. I know you got some amazing books out there. Yeah. So, you know, my online home, davidjpfisher.com. I've got over 400 articles on sales, networking, professional development, uh, LinkedIn, all that kind of good stuff. I do have uh, nine books. There's the networking in the 21st century series, hyper-connected selling. I love Um, that one, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, they, they're all available on Amazon, uh, in all formats. So definitely feel free to go check those out. I do have a podcast, beer beats and business it's casual conversations that I have with sales, marketing and entrepreneurial leaders. Uh, you can definitely listen there. And then the one thing is if sales is something that's important to you, especially if you're a small business owner and really struggling with that, we talked kind of about confidence. Um, I do run a coaching group called the selling Launchpad specifically for solo uh, professionals and small businesses uh, around how to sell yourself, how to sell your business. So uh, we can definitely get you connected with that. And for your listeners, if that's something you're interested in, just message me as well. And we got some uh, special offers for you. Awesome. Well, I'm sure they'll appreciate that because selling yourself is completely different than selling something, representing something else. So absolutely. Big, big need there. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much of your story. I know it'll inspire people. I know you've always been an inspiration. I've kind of kept my eye on you for a while. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.